Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on LifeFest, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, 2022. Some people stay home and vacation. Some like to go to the beach. Some enjoy camping. Others like to sightsee. My family likes to do LifeFest. It's probably the only working trip that feels more like a family reunion. Of course, my experience is unique. I am an artist, as well as a production team member. I get the best of both worlds and the worst of both worlds. But what is a fluffy white bunny? Do bad things happen to gear at a festival? Why does Owen hate brooms? Did a band really have a baby at the festival? Who played in their spot? Why is standing side stage not fun anymore? Is COVID-19 still a factor? And are keyboards taking over the world? Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Owen on the Tweed Couch. Well, Owen, it is great to have you with us to talk about LifeFest Oshkosh, which is one of my favorite events to do every single year. So thanks, Owen, for being here for some group therapy on the couch. Yeah, it's great to be here. I mean, Oshkosh was pretty hectic, yeah. to say the least. Exhausting is probably a really good word to use. Yeah, that's that would be pretty accurate. Yeah, actually, speaking of which, we had a number of different things that were like late night up until like one, two in the morning. Actually, the last night we were up until way later, and we'll get into that in a bit. But I think we should start probably talking about the before Life Fest because this year was really fun before Life Fest even started. Yeah, before Life Fest was crazy because we had we had a lot of time because the tents got set up earlier and there was one day where it started like torrential downpour that we got to do some things that afternoon yeah so which actually it was really cool because that rain actually came it was just pouring down and then it was done for the rest of the festival yeah it was great i mean there were some times in the festival that were it did the the Oshkosh split where the storm would be headed straight for us and mm-hmm. then split right around the festival. Yeah. So it was really kind of one of those blessings to be able to to have that. But with all of that, there was something that was not so fun that happened. Yeah, I got food poisoning. Yeah. We're, we're not 100% sure. We think it might have been the milk at the hotel, but... Yeah, we... We weren't really sure at the time, but once it got to about 11 o'clock and we were loading trailers, doing all of our uh, pre-festival stuff, I just wasn't feeling good. I had to go lay down. I had to drink a lot of water, and uh, I ended up going into the bathroom at least six times yeah it was at time number six that we decided you needed to go back to the hotel and go to sleep yeah so once i got back to the hotel i couldn't really go to sleep it was maybe every 
15 minutes, I would be about to go to sleep, and then I would have to throw up again. Yeah. But... Not awesome, but by the end of the festival, you ran a 5K. Yeah. <laughs> it was just that one little instance. And then after after that, I felt great. Yeah, 24, 36 hours, all of a sudden, good to go. And you were there for the rest of the festival, and you did something different this year. Because in the previous years, you either worked the kids' zone or you were with me, fluffing around as a fluffy white bunny. Now, for those that don't remember what a fluffy white bunny is, basically, we are the people that hop around from stage to stage, making sure that everything stays on time, everything continues working, as well as solving little tiny problems or fires that happen along the way. Maybe an amplifier goes down, maybe we have to move amplifiers, maybe we have to change a drum head, it could be anything. We are there, the fluffy white bunnies, mighty and fluffy. Very fluffy. Yes. Uh, considering that most of us have beards. Not most me. of us. Not yeah, you. Yeah, you're the one exception. Other I'm, than Lloyd. True. I'm fluffy by the end of the week because I don't shave while I'm there. Yeah. But there was other things that were pretty awesome. Okay, so food poisoning, not awesome. 5K was awesome. But we went and saw Top Gun Maverick. That was super cool because that was on the day, I think it was Tuesday, that it was just torrential downpour, it was going crazy, and uh, we decided that we had enough done for that day that we could totally do whatever uh, for the rest of the week, and we'd be completely fine. Yeah. Uh, so we went back to the hotel, and I hadn't seen the first Top Gun, and I watched the first Top Gun, and then about an hour. Yeah, I would say later I got to saw I got to see the Top Gun Maverick, which was super cool because yeah. we went we all went together we uh we went to Buffalo Wild Wings mm-hmm. that was good. Yeah, and we had a great time, and that movie was really good. We got to see it with some friends of ours. We got to see it with Jeremy, the fluffiest of the bunnies, and we also got to see it with Nathan. Yes, son. And Canadian Ben. And I'm so glad that we bring up Canadian Ben at this point. I love Canadian Ben. He's great. He's fantastic. He comes over across the border and he comes and helps us out in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And the thing with Canadian Ben, the best part was the day he showed up, there was this white motorcycle that came into the parking lot of the hotel that we were at, and it was just riding around in circles, blaring the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, because it was the 4th of July, Independence Day. Man, whoever was doing that, they were, like, having the time of their life. Yeah, super patriotic, and it was awesome because it was the first morning that Canadian Ben was there, and he came out and said, is this how it usually is? And I'm like, yeah. And this is every morning. What are you talking about? Doesn't welcome this happen in Canada too? Yeah. Welcome to America. Yeah. God save the queen. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so that was that was pretty hilarious. And you know, in Canadian Ben, there are so many wonderful stories of Canadian Ben. Because when I think of Canadian Ben, I think of one story. The chinchillas. The chinchillas. So here we are, 
were at the festival. It had been raining. This was a couple of years ago. And it had been raining, and we could not do the bonfire outside. We actually have a stage where we set up a bonfire, and a a grandstand artist, one of the main artists, does like a 35-45 minute worship set around this campfire for people who want to be there. Yeah, and it's just supposed to be like a settle down, get everybody mellowed so that they can go to bed, and then be ready the next morning. And we decided that it was too wet. We can't really do a bonfire outside. So the kid zone, so the kid stage, is inside like a barn, like a horse barn. Yeah, metal barn. Yeah, and it makes it a real easy place because it's dry. A bunch of people can fit in there. It has big screens so we can put like a campfire on the screens and all of that. Yeah. So we decided that that's what we were going to do. And Ben went to go unlock and make sure everything was set up. And all of a sudden we hear on the radio, what do you want to do about the chinchillas? It was so random. It was super random because we didn't even know there were chinchillas. And we were like, chinchillas? And he said, yeah, they have really sensitive ears. What would you like to do about the chinchillas? Of course Canadian Ben knows about the sensitive ears of chinchillas. (laughs) Right. And I look at John Doherty, who is the festival director. He looks at me and we lock eyes and he holds up his walkie and goes, we'll be right there. Yeah, because you got to see it for yourself. Yeah, there's no way. And so we end up driving over to the kids zone. And sure enough, in cages are these little like a rat meets a chipmunk. But it has like tiny ears. Yeah, you can look it up. It's they're so they're cute. I mean, yes, they're considered exotic pets in some areas. Yeah, Evidently, the person who runs the petting zoo, which sits on the outside of the kid zone, stored some of the animals inside the kid zone. And Canadian Ben was worried. He was worried about the well-being of the chinchillas. Canadians are so nice. They, aren't they? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, they're really nice. But anyway, that's Canadian Ben. We are happy to have him as a part of the team in Oshkosh, and hopefully he'll make it to Nashville because he talked about possibly making it down there, and man, I would love to have his presence. That would be amazing. Yeah. So speaking of of all this stuff, you know, some of you may have noticed that a podcast didn't happen for like six weeks, seven weeks. And some of you may have been like, oh, maybe it'll be the next season. Oh, maybe he's just been really busy. No. No. I got COVID. Yeah. Mom got COVID too. Neither of the kids got COVID. Yeah, we were fine. And we started exhibiting the symptoms about two days after Life Fest. Yeah, it was on their anniversary. Yeah, my wedding anniversary. Yeah, and so it's unfortunate, but all of a sudden, just thinking about everything, I went, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. The reason why there hasn't been a podcast in a little while, it is largely because of getting COVID. I did have one on the back burner, so I threw that one out. That was last week's, and now hopefully we'll be able to get right back on track trying to get you once a week a podcast. All right, some gear talk, some therapy. Some therapy. Yeah, as we all need, faux show. It's all about the couch. 
Now, there is one more thing that happened before we get to talking about the guitars, getting to talk about amps and the stages and all that cool stuff that I think is worth mentioning as well. And that is when we were driving in the truck with Jeremy Dorsing, the fluffiest of the bunnies, the bass player extraordinaire. He's been on the podcast before. As we were going, he has this fancy way of being able to use the truck and his phone and basically be able to ask Google to play different songs. But it doesn't go straight to Amazon Music, which is what he uses. Right. Yeah, it actually doesn't want to talk to Amazon Music. It wants to talk to YouTube Music. Which was super interesting. Yeah, because he would go ahead and say, okay, Google, and then play something. Like that that's basically what he would say. And then it would say, I'm sorry, you're not attached to a YouTube account. And then he'd be like, ah, oh, fine. And then he would say, okay, Google, play I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor on Amazon Music. And all of a sudden, it would play Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On. <laughs> it was it was like, what? What is this? And so for whatever reason, Google did not want to talk to Amazon to come up with whatever the song was. So we started playing a little bit of a game because every time you asked for Google to play I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor, every single time it would give you Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On. And it was different for every song, too, because we tried it with we tried it with different songs. Yeah. And it it was... uh completely different every time yeah it was amazing and so because of that that's what made this so very cool that eventually we're watching maverick top gun maverick and we're just sitting there and all of a sudden there gets this part where pete mitchell maverick is with his lady and they've been estranged for a while and now you can tell they're about to get intimate and at that point all of a sudden i say out loud in the movie theater Okay, Google, play I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. And the thing about that is immediately I start laughing uncontrollably. Everybody started laughing uncontrollably. Well, everybody who knew the joke. So yeah. the people around us are like, what's wrong with these people? But you got Jeremy to my right who's laughing. You to my left that's laughing. I'm laughing uncontrollably because to us that means that all of a sudden it's going to go, Oh my gosh, it was Let's amazing. get it on. <laughs> so, all of that to say that we had a great time before the festival even started. But, then the festival started, and I got my ride. He did get his ride. It was a Kawasaki Mule. And the Kawasaki Mule came in this white color. And it kind of reminded me of, like, a Jeep Grand Cherokee. It was very big and bulky and it had this big bed to it so it was just it was massive oh yeah and it reminded us of a a stormtrooper yeah it was it was so funny the first time i saw it like it pulls up underneath the tent and jeremy says somebody's getting this ride who wants it and i went i do and right then i knew it was going to be called the stormtrooper 
it was just so obvious that it was the right name for it. And it was an amazing ride the entire time. Like, what a cool cart to be able to drive around the festival, doing things, hopping around from stage to stage, fluffing around as a fluffy bunny. Yeah, and before the festival, that was actually my first time that I got to drive around that festival ground. Because last year at Nashville, I got to drive one of the Rangers. Yep. But... It wasn't for very long, and it was a completely different place. So it was really interesting being able to drive, and it was kind of fun. Yeah, well, we treated it a little bit like a driving lesson. It was a lot like a driving lesson. Yeah, because I'd be like, all right, here's the key, and there's nobody around, and technically the insurance doesn't cover it because you're not 18, you're 14, but there's nobody around. It's a very controlled environment. And we went ahead and let you drive it with me sitting in the seat. And we talked about, you know, how you hammer on the pedal or don't. And when you turn, you know, accelerating or not accelerating through, depending on what's going on. And yeah, it was a fun little time. Hopefully we'll get a chance to do that again. Hopefully. But the Stormtrooper rocked. There was actually one time that we were moving pipes. We had these really long pipes and they didn't fit in the bed. And they also didn't necessarily fit going out the front. And so there was this pipe that extended like six feet out the front and like six feet out the back. It was just this really long pipe. And as we were driving, you know, there were other people kind of driving by. And I just kept like making references to like jousting people. Yeah. And I I said... I feel like Lancelot. Yeah. Like, I shall kill thee with my pipes. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Like, uh, the Stormtrooper rocked. Stormtrooper definitely yeah. rocked. Nathan actually went ahead, which is actually Jeremy's oldest. He actually decorated it with American flags and, like, gaffed them to the, the sides. And it stuff. was great. It, yeah. It was the presidential vehicle. It was a limo. It was. To segue away from the Stormtrooper. There is a number of things that us fluffy white bunnies have to do, and we're going to get back to the gear. Don't you worry. But there is one thing that I cannot believe that as a guitar player, I have to end up doing. And one of those things is figuring out other gear that I have no idea about, like keyboards. Keyboards this festival were weird. There was a lot of things that we had to do. Like Jeremy had to go and buy. A new Juno keyboard. Yeah. So what was weird is I usually think of these festivals as being guitar driven. You know, there's guitars, there's amps, there's all this, the sound that's coming from that. This year in Oshkosh, it was keyboards. Like keyboards was the thing. And all of a sudden there was an artist that said, but you advanced a Juno keyboard. We were like, well, we don't have one. Yeah, we still don't know what happened with that necessarily. Yeah, but either way, we went and bought a Juno keyboard. And so now that showed up. And then all of a sudden, another keyboard needs to be on another stage. And we couldn't figure out how to get the damper pedal to work. So now we're having to program the keyboard to get it to work. And I've never programmed a Triton LE by Korg. So, I mean, it's not the right gear that we should be talking about right now. It is not. We should be talking about guitar stuff. Another thing I do want to mention before we talk about guitar stuff, though, 
is there was one stage called the Expo stage. Oh my gosh. The Expo stage was very hard to set up. Let's just put it that way. Well, the reason why it was hard to set up was not because it really takes that long to set it up once. The problem is when you have to set it up twice. Or three times. Yeah, in this case, three times. We actually had the stage set. It didn't look right. Jeremy asked us to move it. We went, okay, we can do that. He is the executive director of stages. So fine, we'll do that. So we moved it. Then the festival got going and the inflatables popped up. And basically half the stage was playing to inflatables and the other half was playing to the field of people. And then there was the other field of people that weren't really getting a whole lot. And we went, crud, I guess we have to move it again. Yep. If we just kept it in the first position, it probably would have been fine. It probably would have been fine. But we didn't realize what was going on. We'll do better next year. Definitely. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about a little bit of the gear. There was a lot of gear that was super interesting. Not because it was super expensive, not because it was super flashy, but just because you don't see it that often. Which ones would you say are the ones that you like, I just don't know that I see it that often. There was one person that played a White Falcon 12-string at the cafe stage. Oh. Yeah, it was very interesting. It sounded very good, but, I mean, I've never heard it before. So it was an eye-opening experience. Yeah, well, and, you know, we're used to seeing Martins. We're used to seeing Taylors, you know, for acoustics. We'll, We'll see Gibsons. And when it comes to electrics, we'll see a Gretsch. We'll see a bunch of Fenders, Gibsons, you know. But in this case, a 12-string Gretsch, was it an acoustic or an electric? It was an acoustic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's fun. Yeah. The other thing that I did notice, which I know that you noticed it too, was there weren't very many Gibsons. There wasn't. Actually, the only band that really ended up playing Gibsons was We the Kingdom. We the Kingdom did have a few Gibsons. Actually, the band got the guitar player a gift, which was a custom shop Flying V. Yeah, that's a pretty cool story, too, because I remembered seeing the case, you know, and guy just walking it and put it in a semi-trailer. And I was like, whoa, what's the story about the Flying V? Because the Flying V has a very specific looking case. It's very unique. It's very easy to tell. Right. It's a triangle with, you know, something for the neck and headstock. So you see it, you know it. And I mentioned something to the guitar tech. I was like, what's the deal with the custom shop Flying V? And he said, shh, we're not really talking about that right now. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Well... About a half hour later, everything seems to be died down. He doesn't seem to be doing anything. And I walked over one more time and I said, I got to know. What's the deal with the custom shop Flying V in in the back trailer? He said, well, the band, as a present for the guitar player, decided to get him this custom shop Flying V that he wanted. It's actually, it was a Silverburst Flying V. 
It was so cool. So cool. So he had no idea. And the plan was very first song is a song that the Flying V would probably work great on. And he was going to tune it up, get it all ready, get it put into place. And right before he goes on, hand him the Flying V to go out and play. And his reaction was just amazing because he was so grateful and he was so excited because it was obviously something that he'd been wanting for quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It's a great reaction. I got some video of it. Another guy got some video of it just to go ahead and, you know, document what ended up happening and it sounded great. It really did. What makes it interesting on it sounding great though is it wasn't played through an amp. So I found out it sounded great later when I walked out front and got to actually see the show because you know there's a unique thing happening out there in the live performance world. And it has to do with the amps and side stage monitors. Yeah. Okay. So a, a short thing about me. When I started playing professionally in a band, occasionally I would get this chance to stand side stage and just watch other bands. And it was my favorite thing. I remember just standing side stage and just, it was great to see the reaction and hear the tone of the actual amplifiers and listen to what they were hearing in the monitors and and all of that. But nowadays, people use their in-ears and they also use their digital amplifiers. They're using Strymon Iridiums. They're using Kempers. Kempers and Line 6 HX Stomps and Quad Cortex. And because of that, I kind of sit there side stage and I go, it's all drums. Yeah, I noticed that it was very loud, but it wasn't the like exciting guitar rock and roll type of loud. Yeah, it, it, it's a little bit depressing, actually. And, and I was talking with the stage manager of the grandstand and he said that he noticed the same type of thing. I said, yeah, it's just sad. Like there's no amplifier. So it's just not as fun for me anymore to be side stage. And he said that for him, it was that there were no floor wedges. So the fact that there wasn't monitors blaring back at people, it's like you miss some of that. It's like, it'd be way more enjoyable to actually be out front and not side stage. Yeah. And we actually did go out to uh front of house a few times me and nathan yeah just so that we could get some of that vocal and guitar sounds yeah the one time that i was really satisfied with the guitar in the monitors and the vocals in the monitors was the not Corey asbury performance very true And okay, so that brings up an interesting thing too, because sometimes things happen. I mentioned I got COVID, it kept me out for six weeks, couldn't do the podcast. Well, Corey Asbury, he was scheduled to play, he was slotted to be the opener to the headliner. And unfortunately, he got COVID, he couldn't come, which was super disappointing. Yeah, it was crazy disappointing. And the the people are like, that that are in charge of booking, they're doing their best because they go, well, we promised a show of a second headliner. We've got to find something. And so they started dialing up and they were calling as many artists as they could 
to see who would be willing to come and play in Corey Asbury's slot because we found out the day before he was supposed to play. And fortunate for us, there is an artist out there who loves to play so much, he'll play any gig. He loves the show. He loves the crowd. Yep. He loves his guitar. Yeah. He's just amazing. And his name is Matthew West. Yeah. From Downers Grove, Chicago. Yeah. Matthew West decided to come on out. He tossed his guitar on the plane and flew there and came out and played just him and his acoustic. He shared stories. He bantered with the crowd. And I'll tell you what. I've seen Matthew West a few times with his band live, and this was every bit as entertaining. It was different entertaining, but it was every bit as entertaining. There was like a 15-minute period where the crowd was big, but it wasn't the full festival. And the second Peter Eide came out and announced that Corey Asbury wasn't going to be there and played the video of Corey Asbury... Uh, saying his regrets and all that, he said, so instead, we brought somebody named Matthew West. And you could see just a flood of people come in because they heard Matthew West. And people started coming, and then all of a sudden he started playing. And then even more started to come. And by the time it was his third song, like it was like double the amount of people. At least. I mean, you would have thought that he was the headliner. Oh, yeah. Which usually is a headliner, so that makes sense. Yeah. And, man, he did a great job. Actually, I know how much you love Matthew West, so I kept it a secret from you. And all of a sudden, you and I had to be the security detail for, quote-unquote, Corey Asbury. Which was so cool, because he came out of his dressing room and uh, he kind of said, hey, and you said, so do you recognize him? I was like, I know. And you said, yeah, his name is Matthew, Matthew West. And I flipped out. Yeah. I was so shocked. Yeah. You had that look on your face like you were like, what? He's not supposed to be here. I love that guy. And oh, it was so good. And then, you know, we went and we uh, we walked him over to the stage, which is what we needed to do at that time because we were trying to keep it a secret from everybody. Like, nobody knew Not even outside. the stagehands. Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, so good. Okay, well, I know that we need to take a break for our sponsors. So we are going to do that. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about the quarter dime penny race, which was super fun. We're going to talk about amplifiers that die Mm. we are going to get into a little bit of gaming with a band that was interesting um and you know there is one more thing which is dr t got to play on the main stage sunday morning because a band had a baby so i'll have to tell you about that after a word from our sponsors If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Who doesn't love a party with a purpose? 
If you love music, family-friendly, and camping, then you need to come to LifeFest. In 2023, they will have festivals in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, Banagua, Tennessee, and Naples, Florida. I'll see you there. Since 2003, the Kretzmann Guitar Company has been repairing and building guitars. In 2021, Kretzmann started a production of a solid body electric guitar with the goal of providing affordable, awesome looking and sounding guitars that anyone, student to expert, would be proud to play and own. Be sure to check them out at KretzmannGuitars.com. Okay, well, let's go ahead and let's start with one of the bigger teasers that we that we finished off with, which is basically what happens on Saturday night for the fluffy white bunnies is we tear down as many stages as possible. And when we tear these down, we're also loading trailers. But because the festival's main headquarters is only about 25 minutes up the road, sometimes we'll load a trailer, bring it down, then take the trailer back, load it up, bring it down. A lot of times we end up having to make multiple runs. So I had to make the late night trailer run with Wagner. Steven Wagner. Yeah, shout out to you. And so now we go and do this this trailer run. We drop everything off. We come back. It's 3.30 in the morning. So now it's Sunday morning, 3.30 in the morning. And I'm exhausted. I'm part of the second shift. I go to bed. I'm supposed to be able to sleep till about 8.30. Yeah, that's the usual. That's the usual. And then... At 6.45, all of a sudden, my father-in-law comes up to my, to my bed and goes, Boss man wants to see you. Now. And in your head, you were like, oh, it's about to go down. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way that I'm being interrupted of this sleep that I well deserve unless it's a big deal. And I'm like, okay. So I get up, I put on some clothes, I go out there to go talk to John. And we go out there, and John, he's not completely dressed either, you know, for the day. And Thomas comes out, and he's not completely dressed for the day either. Mm. And the only person that's really dressed that's a part of this meeting is Lynn. Yeah, she really is a farm girl. I mean, she was up bright and early. Yeah, she was ready to go, looking great. And she's sitting there in her chair, and all of a sudden, John goes, okay, here's the deal. We're supposed to have the band Kane playing this morning, which Kane was our headliner the night before. And he's like, we're we're supposed to have them playing Sunday morning worship. It's usually for about four to five thousand people. He said, but the thing is, is one of the girls in the band, they went into labor. And so they're actually in the hospital right now, possibly delivering a baby. So we need a band. And the only band left in town was the Lindstone King Band. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, of all the questions that you could come up with, the first question that came to my mind was, how long do we have till sound check? That was it. And he said, 30 minutes. You know, that really is the epitome of jump on the squirrel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for those that don't know that reference, you can listen to the podcast from last year where we talked about this. And basically this 
there's this meme of this picture of like a frog on a squirrel. And all it says is no time for questions. Jump on the squirrel. And that's fluffy white bunnies in a nutshell. Yeah. So this was a jump on the squirrel moment where it was like, okay, no time for questions. I'm just going to jump on the squirrel and we're going to go ahead and play on the main stage of Sunday morning, which which is only for about four to five thousand, where usually the main stage is like twenty five to thirty thousand. Yeah, I mean, it's it's only four to five thousand. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, but it's not the same as usual, because most people they are like Sunday morning. I want to go worship at my own church or they're like, you know what? I'm just going to pack everything up so I can get home and rest and all that. But we ended up having to be ready at a moment's notice, and we were, and we did pretty well, I thought. Yeah, I mean, of course it was because of your amazing guitar tech, but... Yeah, that's right, and and that's what you were. You were my guitar tech. I was his guitar tech. Moral support mostly, but guitar tech, nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I had a radio, so I was official. That's true, that's true. Okay, but to go back a little bit, because I, I didn't want to leave that story hanging... I do want to go back to something else I mentioned, which that something else that I mentioned was G3 with GFM. That is a band gaming. So what G3 means is God Games and Geekery, and it's basically a a gaming thing. You can find Lem on Twitch, and he does all these different things with gaming. He's actually pretty popular with it. And then the band is GFM which is basically some girls wearing like Catholic schoolgirl type outfits. But at the same time, they're also like black and you know what? Everybody's got a niche. They are very like metal. Yes. But not metal at the same time. But you look at them and they're sweet little girls. It's really quite crazy. And GFM stands for gold frankincense myrrh. Yep. And basically one of the stages, G3, the gaming group, is playing GFM, the girl metal band, and they're playing Super Smash Brothers on the big screen. And people were standing out in the like crowd area, and there had to have been like five, six hundred people just watching them play oh at least and it was yeah. during the opener for the headliner so it's not yeah. like there was nothing else going on and more people just started funneling in so we left and i mean there might have been like closer to a thousand by the time we left but when we first showed up we were like what is going on and the reason why we showed up which is a kind of sad story oh yeah the lone star died Yeah, the Lone Star. So for those that do not know what this amp is, it is a Mesa Boogie, and it is the Lone Star. So it is the Fender-ish guitar amplifier that Mesa makes. Like, it's pristine clean. It's beautiful sounding. But there's also other channels to get you more of that, like, Mesa Boogie sound. But yeah, unfortunately, that 212, it died. And I had some... I had some different fuses. We tried putting in fuses, and every time we clicked it on, broke a fuse. And isn't that the fluffy white bunny way? So now we got to get you a new amp, and we got to do something about this. Yeah, which it's been doing this for a little while, and you've been trying to uh, buy it off of John for a little while. To be more accurate, it's done it before, 
And this time, after it happened again and it failed at the festival, I said, you know, John, for a couple of hundred bucks, I'll take it off your hands. And he said, yeah, and then you'll return it. Yeah, that's right, because it, even in that condition, it's probably still worth like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars $1,300. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal amp. Yeah, considering that used with it working perfectly, it's probably still worth over a couple thousand. Yeah, which I could buy my first car with. So. <laughs> so true. Now, this wasn't the only thing when it comes to stages and bands playing. So this actually isn't the only time that I played on a stage because I also played at the Kid Zone with Swin and Dean. Yeah. Got to play my little Gibson bass, my one of two bass gigs that I get every single year. I get lots of guitar gigs. Every once in a while, I'll play some drums, but bass twice a year. Yeah. And it's worth it. It's totally so fun. It. Enjoy doing it. Absolutely. But while I'm playing this, you're over on the cafe stage. Oh, my gosh. The cafe stage. It was amazing and not amazing at the same time, because there were times where it was super exciting and funny and just amazing. Like when Happy Fun Time was playing and doing their skit impromptu. Oh my gosh, I loved every single yeah, they're bit basically of that. a Christian improv group. Yeah. Yep, it's super funny. If you ever get the chance to go see him, definitely do it. It's totally worth it. Oh yeah. But there were also some times where it could have gone a little bit better. Like when we had to put up the drape for the back of the cafe, which took a while, and Will, which is one of the hands over there. He was the one that was doing it, and he had a little bit of a rough time. But Yeah, and so for those that don't know what drape is, it's basically the big black cloth that goes on the back of a stage to kind of make sure you can't see, like, the back of a stage. And so evidently that was that was a struggle for you guys. Yeah, I mean, well, we had to go back to the office and get it. We did. We did. One of our, one of our faithful runs back. And actually, there was something else you struggled with while you were on the cafe stage. And that's something was brooms brooms i had a little bit of a rough time with those so there's a brand new broom we got a brand new broom and you had to push confetti off the deck yep aj the animated illusionist did his thing and he had the super good set and released this white confetti so we didn't have to clean it up yet because we had a zero minute transition we had to make it quick so we just kind of pushed it across the stage and under like one of the speakers. But when I grab one of the brooms to go do it, Will says you need to hit it kind of hard because it's small and sticky. So it takes one time. And I didn't even hit the deck that hard. Will was hitting the deck way harder than I was. (laughs) I'm not kidding. It wasn't that hard. On impact, the broom like flew across the stage. And somebody picked it up and they're like, well, we got to get this done. So they grabbed the broom bristles themselves. Yeah, Yeah, they grabbed the brush and started pushing. And I took the handle, set it off to the side, and we called that our bouncer stick for later in the weekend when we had some of the bigger bands. Yeah. Like, we did have Kane earlier in the weekend. Yep. We had... Ben Fuller, we had Skillet's John Cooper That's for cool. a Q&A, which was super packed. 
I mean, there were people flooding out of the tent. There must have been like two, three, four thousand people. And this stage is maybe meant for twelve hundred. Yeah, which actually brings up an important point of this the stage. Most of the time, I feel like this stage is overkill. Like, yeah, it's got these beautiful line array boxes and all these big old subs and the stage is a great size and the LED wall on the back is huge and it's got a top notch mic package. And I mean, it's got world class engineers. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. There is some. Of course, we have Max Brown there. That's which right. Which is he's the beard, the beard, the red bearded man. Oh my gosh, that little leprechaun! Oh, it's a great stage, and you might even find Max's pot of gold. Yeah, I love yeah. Max. Max right. is very good at what he does. Absolutely, and it's it, it's an awesome stage. But you know, until you have like the full deck and spilling over, I mean. It's an overkill stage. There but. is a lot of lighting, a lot of sound, and a lot of equipment that goes to the place. Yeah. And, you know, so this probably brings us close to the close of different things. And there is one more story that I've got to share before we get to the end. And this is the Quarter Dime Penny race. The quarter dime penny race was so random. I mean, yeah. it was fun and it was just something that happened out of nowhere. So basically what's going on is for King and Country is playing. And for those who have never heard for King and Country, they are very drum and bass driven. There was a lot of bass side stage. So much low end. And we had this little tiny amp rack that was sitting over to the side and there happened to be like a guitar pick just sitting on it and Thomas notices that the guitar pick is moving its way across the case yep and there was another gaff tape that was just bouncing all over the place and as it's sitting there all of a sudden he gets this idea and he looks at it and he's like well, that seems to be moving right across like this. And it's all because of the vibration of the low end. And you might think, well, that's the stage that's vibrating. The stage is concrete. The stage was rock solid. I mean, yeah. there is no moving that stage. No. So it really is just the force of all this sound pushing air, pushing this case. So he puts down a piece of gaff tape and writes start. And another piece of gaff tape that says finish. And he put a quarter a dime, a penny, and this guitar pick all at the start line, and we videoed as it went across to see which one was going to win. We placed bets. Yeah. It was a whole thing. It was amazing. Yeah. It was, it was super fun, and it's one of those memories that was, that was hilarious. Now, you don't know this because I forgot to share it with you before this, but when Thomas actually packed his trailer and put that case on his trailer he didn't move the quarter dime and penny and so when he got to the next venue and unloaded sitting on top was the quarter dime and penny still that's gold (laughs) that's amazing yeah that race went on tour that's awesome (laughs) all right well this probably brings us to final thoughts and in final thoughts what do you think about LifeFest 
Oshkosh in 2022? I mean, it was so interesting. If I had to rank it on a scale from 1 to 10, I would easily give it a 9.5 and, and definitely a 10. It was an experience that needs to, it needs to happen. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And, you know, for anybody who wants to be a part of these things, I know in a couple of weeks we're going to be in Nashville and we're going to have all this stuff going on again. And if you want to volunteer, if you want to be a part of it, if you're a Christian band and you want to try and be a part of these things, you should definitely look into Life Fest. There, there's a number of opportunities for people to serve, helping out, whether it be in Oshkosh or whether it be in Nashville, Bonagua on Johnny Cash's farm, or actually down in Florida, Naples, Florida. We got one down there too. Yeah. There's lots of options for that. And if you want to be a band, there's options for trying to get your foot in the door to be able to do that. I really suggest it because this festival is amazing. It is one of a kind. Each one is different. And I absolutely love it. It's a vacation that you work at for us and i don't know that i've ever experienced anything else like it it's amazing definitely worth it if especially on this podcast i know there's a lot of gearheads out there if you know your gear we could definitely use you yeah right all right well owen thank you for being here for some group therapy on the couch yep see you next time bye Well, that concludes our time with the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit like and subscribe. Also, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And remember, you are your greatest asset. Until next time.